Being a chef means keeping your cool in the kitchen. And with Resi Priority Notify and Global Dining Access through my Amex Platinum card, right this way, it's nice to try someone else's food for a change. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Winter is coming. Heavy rain, sleet, snow, and ice. Are your tires up for the challenge? Tread confidently in winter's worst with a set of new tires from Tire Rack. They sell only the best, like the full line of Pirelli tires. Go to TireRack.com slash sports. That's TireRack.com slash sports. Tell them what you drive. Your tires will ship fast and free to you or one of over 10,000 recommended installers. That's TireRack.com, TireRack.com, TireRack.com. The way tire buying should be. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here and this season takes it to a whole new level old school legends modern power players and ex-lovers are all competing in cape town south africa for the prize of three hundred thousand dollars and we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast listen to mtv's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app apple podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at first, first listen. listen. We're older, we're wiser, and we're podcasting through a new decade of our lives. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. And getting to the heart of our stories. We're going places we've never gone before, and we're bringing you along with us. With new segments, correspondence, and a brand new sound. Season 9 is kicking off with an intimate interview with Grammy Award-winning singer-songwriter Natalia Laforcade. What's giving you hope right now? Well, when I see See what music does to people. It gives me a lot of hope. If you liked Locatora before, you're going to love Season 9. Subscribe to our show and you'll see why Locatora is your prima's favorite podcast. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Carol G. Juan Gabriel. Christina Aguilera. What do these three have in common? You mean apart from impeccable style, chart-topping canciones, and drama? Facts, yes, all of the above are correct. But most importantly, they're some of the biggest Latin icons in the world. And they're just a few of the game-changing Latin stars we're covering in Becoming an Icon Season 2. Listen to Becoming an Icon on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening to the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weeknight, 10 p.m. to 2 a.m. Eastern, 7 to 11 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every night on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. Now let's get this party started. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. Fox Sports Radio, the Jason Smith Show with my best friend, Mike Harmon. Oh! Every time Arkansas cuts the lead, Baylor pulls back. Every time, <laughs> every time I get out, they pull me back in. Every time Arkansas gets it to within a couple of points or a two-possession game, Baylor pushes it back out. It has been a relentless push by Arkansas, but Baylor keeps answering they lead it over the Razorbacks right now 72 to 61 uh, with just under four minutes left to go so time is getting short for the Razorbacks who had it to a four-point game not just a couple of moments ago and a couple of quick baskets by Baylor and suddenly oh man we're in trouble I mean it has been that kind of game where Arkansas has been throwing everything they can at Baylor and Baylor just keeps answering and just keeps seems like they just have a little bit more than Arkansas does right now. Yeah, 15 turnovers for Arkansas. I think the closest they got was six, if if I recollect uh, correctly. It was the, hey, they've, they've made advancements of one point each of the first four minutes uh, of the half, it seemed. And then a couple of big shots and, and right back out to this 11-point bulge. So uh, Arkansas, zero field goals over the last six-plus minutes of the game. So defense keeping it within shouting distance, but they can't buy a bucket right now. Looks like Syracuse shooting. 
Yeah, oh my goodness, that game was so ugly. I, five minutes into that game, I said, we are going to struggle to score points tonight because Houston just contested every single shot. And that's why Houston is so good, right? I mean, look, Baylor likely is going to join uh, Houston in the Final Four. Houston goes to the Final Four tonight by by beating Oregon State, and it was some kind of effort by the Beavers to come back in a game where they were left for dead in the first half. But I'll tell you what, man, I don't care that Houston, everybody they've beaten has been a double-digit seed. I mean, look, it, there's not that much difference between a 5 and a 12 seed anymore. There really isn't. Once you get to – once you get out of top 15 team playing – conference champion from a mid-major conference. Once you get outside of that, the games are all toss-ups. All right, the games are all to 5-12, They're all toss-ups. So when you see a team beat a, a lower-seeded team, is that really a big upset? Was it really a big upset that Syracuse beat San Diego State and then beat West Virginia? No, no, they really weren't. And, you know, it, it's was it a big upset when you see a 15 beat a 2? Yeah, when you see a small mid-major team like Oral Roberts take down a Titan, that that's a big upset. But these other ones now, they're not as big upsets anymore. So, you know, it, it doesn't matter who they went through, and all all you got to do is watch Houston play. Anybody that watched the game against Syracuse or the game tonight, you saw what they can do defensively. And, and you know, I knew going into that game, I was going to be scared because I said, the one thing we don't do is rebound well. And Houston's one of the best offensive rebounding teams in the country. So that was one of those uh, crap. We're in trouble. But defensively, what Houston can do because they commit to playing defense, it is you, they make you scratch and claw for every single basket. And this isn't we're, we're going to pressure you from when you inbound the basketball all the way up the floor. This is once you pass midcourt, you're going to have a tough time getting a shot off because everybody is so athletic. They're long. They can guard players one-on-one. They, they, they can guard two players out on the three-point line and make it impossible for the player to kind of worm his way through and, and get a pass to an open player. I mean, that's how good Houston is. That's how much they they dive into what they're doing defensively. They are so dominant, and uh, they're the best defensive team in the tournament. You know, they'll give they'll give everybody a run. They'll, they'll give Baylor a run for their money. They'd give Gonzaga a run for their money. As good as Gonzaga's offense is, that's kind of what I'd like to look forward to seeing. Houston and Gonzaga. You talk about a team that, that flies up and down the floor with an offense that is like 10 levels above everybody else versus a defense that is really athletic. Let me see, let me see that matchup. Let me, let me see what wins let me see irresistible force immovable object because houston's defense is that good they just are they have eight guys that can defend it's not like they have they got eight guys that can defend and they just keep throwing players at you and it's it's impossible to get a good shot off every shot is contested and it's so hard when you have to work for so many baskets it eventually your will is broken and you settle for bad shots and your body language gets bad and they have you right where they want you because houston's not a great offense Offensive team, they're an okay offensive team. They're not great, but they're you know they're they're okay enough. But those are their hallmarks, man. They go after the basketball and they play great defense, man. It is really something to watch them play. I am looking currently at the final shot chart from the Houston Oregon game, and pretty much anything Oregon made was in the paint, uh, a bunch off putbacks, and, and maybe a little bit of a run out. Uh, otherwise, you got a bunch of empty circles anywhere from 12, 12 feet out uh, and then beyond the arc, just uh, abysmal shooting. So, well, I mean, they, they shot 37 percent, I guess, when you get to the, the full of it. So a lot of long rebounds basically in comeback mode. But just difficult possession after difficult possession. We saw the shot clock run, running down a ton uh, and a little bit of frantic pace. And, and you watched it over the weekend. Uh, with your squad once you start pushing and everything's got to be extended to where now it's all right we can get a shot off if we uh, go to Steph Curry territory (laughs) again the shot chart here they're not just inside the three-point arc on most of those three-point attempts that's that's the bigger thing is there's just a lot of all right just just get a shot off kind of circumstance going uh one hell of a run though i mean for oregon state right win the conference tournament to get yourself an at-large bid uh you know the automatic obviously but basically stealing the at-large bid which you thought was going to be syracuse Mm. uh but uh a phenomenal run and for the pac-12 there's just a lot of good to come out i mean they just signed a a tv deal in in the uk as i saw Mm mm-hmm 
You know, the one here still sucks, but it, they at least are, are getting some of the expats in London uh, to, to watch during their work hours or during their workout uh, before they, they hit the office. <laughs> Twitter it out about a fresca. Mike at Swollen Dome, the Jason Smith Show with my best friend, Mike Harmon. Hey, regular job sites can take days to find the right candidate. With Indeed, it can take seconds thanks to Indeed Instant Match. It searches millions of resumes in Indeed's database and instantly finds you up to 20 people whose resumes match your job criteria. Want to narrow the list even further? Add an Indeed skills test to see a candidate's skills that go beyond their resume. Maybe that's why Indeed delivers four times more hires and all the other job sites combined, according to Talent Nest. Visit Indeed.com slash credit. We'll have more college hoops coming up in a few minutes, but we have to have a conversation about Satan. Because I didn't think Satan would find his way into the news, but over the course of the past couple of days, Satan has. Always lurking around. I mean, yeah. it's always there. It's just a matter if you uh, want to be in. <laughs> and, and I'm not going to do this like, like sounding like Reverend Lovejoy. Just so you know, I'm not going <laughs> to. In the Garden of Eden by Iron Butterfly. Um, Nike today filed a copyright infringement lawsuit against a New York-based company, Mischief, over its controversial mm-hmm. Satan Shoes collaboration with rapper Lil Nas X. Now, yeah, you remember over out. the weekend, uh, Lil Nas put, put out this new sneaker uh, that is part of the Nike family. Um, 666 pairs of these shoes that are uh, that contain red ink and a drop of human blood in mm. the soul. Yeah. He had 666 pairs of these. They sold out for $1,000 per pair on Monday. Yeah, decorated I tried with a, failed. They decorated with a pentagram and a reference to Luke ten eighteen, a Bible verse about Satan's fall from heaven. So 666 pairs were made available with a drop of human blood in the soul. Remember, even Trevor Lawrence tweeted about this over the weekend saying, we got to draw the line somewhere, guys. Got to draw the line somewhere. I mean, I didn't think we would get to have a, a sports conversation about Satan, but here we are. Yeah, and so the shoes co- coincide. They've got a uh, he's got a new single out. Montero, call me by your name. Uh, there was a video that he put out uh, about an old ar- arraignment uh, in front of a judge where he started singing, "Hey, Your Honor," and "I'm sorry to my mama," "I'm sorry, Your Honor," all these things. It was just kind of like, "All right." Uh, this is this is next level. And then he put out uh, little Nas X apologizes for Satan shoe on a YouTube video, <laughs> and he started to talk. And his real name is Montero Lamar Hill. For those unaware, uh, he doesn't get to the apology. The video starts playing of him giving the devil a lap dance. Mm. Uh, look, man, uh, as a you know, they're just trying to sell some soul. Would you pay the devil for a lap dance? I mean, I, I, I don't. I mean, you'd have to pay. Would you pay your soul? Is that like? Is the soul everything? Is that like? Is that you didn't, like? You didn't he, that's like only my takes? soul joke. No, I get it. I just you know like is but is that like the only thing he takes in payment is souls? Like would he take yeah, a, I, I th- a crisp twenty dollar bill or it just got to be your soul? No, I I think you gotta you gotta come with the soul or you gotta bring somebody else's soul. Oh. Or maybe your soul is worth multiple souls. What, I mean, there, what if it's the what it's if all it's the, the art sneaker, of negotiation? What if it's the soul of this sneaker with a drop of blood in it? See soul. So what? What if I give no, him that? No, that's sneaker? what I did. That joke and you didn't laugh. No, I did. But you I'm trying to figure out payment it, You ways. just walked right over it. I'm trying. I'm trying to figure out payment ways. Yeah. No. Um. You've you've got to really bring a soul. S O U L. Uh, as as best I can tell, like I, unless there's something else going on. I mean, you watched Deathly Hallows. Did he want anything else? No. No, he that's true. To take those guys to the underlife, uh, underworld. That was it. And I've heard Devil went down to Georgia plenty of times, and no, they fight right. for that Golden was... Sorry spoiler or Johnny wins. But you know, I've, I've 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 heard that song a lot, and I, it's a golden fiddle. It's it's really it's about a soul. Yeah, I'd like to I'd like to see a movie, steel, buddy. I'd like to see an Adam Sandler movie because he kind of was Little Nicky. But I'd like to see a movie where someone's Satan, but they take anything but a soul for payment like it's it's anything but oh you're satan you want my soul no no, no. how about a, an order of french fries oh oh really that's it oh great and what do i get you could throw a fastball 100 miles an hour really all i gotta do is buy you french fries yeah oh that's awesome yes done oh that's cool man i just won this i, I could throw a fastball 100 miles well, an hour. i think i think part of, of it fries. i mean there might be some negotiation though jason on a larger mm. scale of of how much influence you have in terms of getting any uh, perspective messaging out to the masses. Mm, so if okay. you're a 100-mile-an-hour throwing 
you know, fireballer for, I don't know, say a New York team. Sure. Let's just say the Mets. Uh, that your cost might be a little different because you have more to give. Oh. See, because okay. you, you, you could say, hey, look at my platform. Yes. Okay. And messaging All right. and whatever else, right? It's it's like you know people making references to things and people they'd like to see on radio. You know, mm. it's plugola in a whole other way. I, I I think that you can do in terms of your messaging, right? You're not going to give the the flat out you know euphemisms of say Bull Durham. Mm-hmm. You know, you write these all down. These are great. Uh, and uh, we're going to take it one day at a time. No, you got to start using some other words to get the secret message in. And mm, it becomes okay. an encoding kind of process. Maybe it's subliminal, right? Maybe it's a, a, some piece of artwork on your workout T-shirt while you meet with the media. I mean, there's a million ways that you can go about doing these things and then get payment thereof, right? And maybe, you know, a little bit of that soul debt, Mm. Is, is oh, work off away. the soul debt. Oh, and you can work it off. See, yeah. remember, what, what, what's my always or my big idea? Of the soul, yeah. It, my big idea was always to do, we could do a whole show like this, like we're talking like Satan. Like we could do a whole show that way. You know, dude. the Jaguars say they're locking in on Trevor Lawrence, number one, die, die, die. I mean, we could do something like that and just do yeah. the whole show that way. No, that's not bad. It's it's really the, the fixation on this. I, I was reading a bunch of articles about it earlier. I got really fascinated <laughs> by the process. Look, I also figured that if unlike big baller brands, you actually receive the shoes. I mean, you're talking about probably being able to flip a pretty healthy profit. Yeah, well, listen, LeVar Ball's not in charge of these. You're getting the shoe. I no, mean, I, but, I, but again, <laughs> it, it goes back to, you know, if you're buying into this property, yeah. perhaps you're selling a little bit of your soul. And obviously, there's a <laughs> Nike lawsuit now to try to stop this whole thing. In the interim, it's a lot of notoriety for little Nas X trying to capitalize on what? Old Town Road from several years ago. <laughs> so, you know, it's been a these minute. sneakers when I meet Satan. I'm going to ride till I meet Satan. Well, he, gonna... maybe, maybe he's negotiating to be one of the new form horsemen of the apocalypse. <laughs> maybe that's part of it. Look it, look it. All right, I'll give you my soul now, uh, and you'll have it in the afterlife. But you got to promise me, one of my things is on that last ride, <laughs> I'm front and center. I don't I don't know. Maybe that's the case. Welcome inside, Fox. Should the 49ers take Mac Jones at number three? Phone number is 666-6666-6664. I mean, just to be different. (laughs) Call now. Now. And if you call now, we'll give you an extra. I can't even finish the sentence at this point. It's got it's off the rails here on a on a Monday night. Or is it Zach Wilson at number two? <laughs> it just it just keep going that tell way. You, tell you, tell oh. you what. Here's here. You're in exchange for your soul. We'll only mm. allow the 49ers to trade up to number three. <laughs> <laughs> Twitter right now about a fresco might get swollen dome. The Jason Smith show with my best friend, Mike Harmon, uh, is in the books. We have two teams in the final four. We break it down coming up next, as well as what teams could be joining them tomorrow night. Jason Smith, Mike Harmon. This is Fox Sports Radio. You know, I always love this song. Oh, I absolutely. Love this song. Sequel's mm. really good, too. Oh, man. Well, don't spoil it for me. I haven't heard it yet. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I always like the part when he says, Wait, he comes devil- back. <laughs> He's <laughs> back to Georgia. It's like a Marvel movie. <laughs> you know, it doesn't, if you die, you come back at some point. It doesn't matter. It doesn't, even if you die on Vormir, it doesn't matter. You're coming back at some point. I hope they're all dead. <laughs> oh, no, that, that's, that's over the top. That's a little over the top. <laughs> Fuck. Be sure to catch live editions of the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon weekdays at 10 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. 
What's up, everyone? It's me, three-time NFL All-Pro Sean Marion. And I have a new sports podcast called the Lights Out Podcast with Sean Marion. This podcast is special to me as I get a chance to talk to some of the best who've ever done it on the field or the track. So whether it's talking to a Super Bowl champion or a NASCAR Cup Series champion, the Lights Out Podcast will bring it to you the only way I know how to. I'm giving you the best insight from the best who've ever done it. Listen to Lights Out with Sean Merriman on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcast. Juan Gabriel. Juan Selena. Selena. Celia Cruz. Azúcar. Carol G. La Bichota. Christina Aguilera. Extina. Just to name a few. We're serving the whole story. From rags to riches. And all the tea in between. I'm Liliana Vasquez. And I'm Joseph Carrillo. And we're the host of Becoming an Icon Season 2. Guess who's back in the house? And we're bringing you even more stories behind the world's biggest stars in Latin music. Certified Latin royalty. Consider us your star sleuths, your chisme besties, digging beneath los mejores éxitos to bring you everything you didn't know about your favorite Latin icons. Hey, you know what, my boo? You're my favorite icon. Aw, Joseph. Listen to Becoming an Icon, part of the Michael Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Nikki Glazer Podcast. Her roast of Tom Brady stole the show. Now she's talking about it on the latest episode of the Nikki Glazer Podcast. I said, tell Tom Brady that I'm the Tom Brady of roasting. Lots of people roasted the goat, but only Nikki is still being talked about. Every time I refresh my DMs, it's 14 blue check marks of people I didn't even know who knew me are writing like paragraphs to me. Hear that in all episodes of the Nikki Glazer Podcast on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Nikki Glazer Podcast to start listening. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals, Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley, and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rocked the baby to sleep and slammed up. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. You know, Shaka Smart was one of the last guys that, and I don't know, it's over the course of the last 10 years, it stopped becoming 
all right, we're firing Coach X, and he's replaced by Coach Y because he just took this small school on a big run in the NCAA tournament. Like, that was the way it was. Like, t- oh, sure. Like, 10 years ago, it was our coach stinks, but we just watched Shaka Smart take VCU all the way to the Elite Eight. Oh, my goodness, we have to have Shaka Smart. He's our guy. And – Shortly afterwards, teams just stopped doing that. Schools stopped doing it, saying, hang on, hang on. Just because this guy won a couple of games here in the tournament doesn't mean we got to hire him as our head coach. But that's the way it went. If you pulled a big upset in the NCAA tournament, it was a coach going, now I'm going to get offers. Now I'm going to get all kinds of offers. man." And that's how it went. Big school looks as, hey, you pulled this big upset. That was great. We need your we need your leadership. And those guys would all get jobs. And now it doesn't happen that way anymore. It's like a few years, a few years ago, teams decided, you know, these guys that, that uh, jump from one small program to the next, they don't win that much. They, they don't seem to win all that often. I keep watching Coach uh, Coach Calipari just go, you know, go just replacing five guys every year, and he keeps winning up until this year. Obviously, uh, you see, you see the big stalwarts. Mark Few keeps winning at Gonzaga. Uh, you know, Coach K keeps winning at Duke again up until this year. Uh, Roy Williams keeps winning at North Carolina. Yeah, maybe, maybe, uh, maybe it's not so much the the new flavor of the of the moment is going to be able to uh, you know get us to where we need to go. Remember this, though. I mean, Coach K did still have a, an over 500 record for the season. As much as you want to bury him, and as much as Jerry Palm hated the idea of Duke being in the NCAA tournament, when I asked that question, they were nine and nine in conference, thirteen and eleven overall. But I digress. Uh, yeah, Baylor, uh, an impressive effort, and they withstood how many runs? I mean, to where it at least looked like from an energy being expended analysis. I mean, they were pushing hard, just never were able to break through. And eventually uh, it it stretches back out to a nine-point deficit. Mm. Baylor is back in the final four for the first time since when do you think, Mike Harmon? 60s? 1950. Wow. That's the last time Baylor was in the Final Four. You want to know a little bit about this tournament? You ready for this? The 1950 Final Four? Okay. Here's your 1950 Final Four. The 1950 NCAA basketball tournament involved eight schools playing in single elimination play. So you just needed to win one game to make the Final Four in 1950. That was it. This one game. Uh, The entire tournament began on March 23rd and ended on March 28th. So you had a five-day NCAA tournament. Oh, cool. Was this in the little gym, uh, Patton Gym, over in uh, Evanston, Illinois? Because <laughs> I know they used to play some there. No, no, no. Still in New York. Nope, still oh, in New okay. York. Still in New York. And uh, in the Final Four, that Baylor made the Final Four, uh, Baylor lost in the semifinal game. The championship game was won by CCNY. So Community College wow. of New York okay, won cool. by beating Bradley. The Bradley Braves. Yes. That? And that was it. So there. So City College, University of New York, CCNY. Well, I said community college. I meant City College. City College of New York won the national championship in 1950 uh, by beating Bradley. It was yes. the, the fearsome foursome. Yeah. Neil uh, Young shouted them down. Apparently, people wanted more college basketball because that was the last tournament that featured eight teams. The field expanded to 16 teams the next year. Wow. How about let's that? Let's double the teams. Double it up. Well, let's, let's double, double it up again. Okay, come on. Let's keep growing this thing. Boy, you know, there's certain times I wish that, you know, if I could go back in time and do sports talk radio, like, like, then talk about the 1950 NCAA tournament. You know, I'd say things like, this is ridiculous. How do you only let eight teams in? We got to expand this thing to 16 teams next year. I can't believe you're going to play a turn. You know, CCNY is so overrated. You're, t- just, you're telling me they could beat all the, come on. Just see Jason Smith back in 1950. I'm telling you, someday they're going to be so, I mean, there's schools all across this great United States. Let me tell you, eventually there will be a field of nearly 70 teams Mm. you watch it's gonna be crazy uh you know who the you know who the eight teams that were invited were you ready for this eight teams invited uh, they they got invited to the tournament baylor Mm -hmm. bradley yeah byu ccny which won the championship yeah north carolina state holy cross ohio state and ucla who was ucla coached by in 1950 mike Harmon? (laughs) Well, he would have already been there, wouldn't he? 
John the Wizard was, of Westwood. John Wooden was in his third year as the head coach at UCLA. Somehow I had it linking up with my dad's birthday in 47. So, yeah. I, off, off a year, but yeah. Oh. Can you imagine me doing it? Go back to sports. Hey, I know this Wooden guy. I know they lost. I'll tell you what. He's going to be a legend, man. I'm telling you. He's going to win. He's going to win multiple championships. How many? He's going to win at least eight. Oh, you're crazy, man. Come on. I'll tell you. His teams are going to be so good. He's going to have an, a, a winning streak that could go 80, 85, 88 games. Oh, John Wooden, he's going to be the best. Oh, you're crazy. You know what you're talking about, Jason. I'm telling you this John Wooden guy. I got a feeling. Pyramid of success. He's going to have this whole pyramid about trying to win it's going to be great he's going to have a guy with red hair that's going to be a great star player and then he's going to be a broadcaster and he's still going to be going strong in 2021 and they're going to go what the hell are you talking about man i'd have to just stick with john wooden's going to be a legend I kind of dig this as it accelerated i had a whole joke of saying all he had was this he liked the triangle so he drew a triangle <laughs> on a board and he's saying this is a little little light there's i need something more here uh, and, then, and then I'd have to say, well, when, they go, well, way smart guy, when's he going to win the national championship? You got to give him about 13 years, okay? Not not until the 60s. Wait, you're telling then, this guy's going to be the head coach, going to be a legend? He's not going to win the title for the 13 years? I know, you just got to just stick with me on this, all right? But, Let's but put a pin about on it. this. It goes back to what we've <laughs> talked about a bunch, right, in terms of building programs. And, and whenever we get deep into NFL talk, and we've, we've been talking a lot about the Miami Dolphins, and it's not just in relation to the moves made by the Patriots or, or what the Jets may or may not do. The Dolphins, the last couple of years, reworked their entire organization, changed the coaching uh, tree there, and bring in Brian Flores. And when he signed his deal, there was just a different feel to it. Like they were going to let him build a program like a college team, that he wasn't going to be on the seat to uh, on the hot seat immediately like we've seen in so many other places right because you don't you don't get that kind of run and in college you don't get that run anymore if you're at a, a, a place where there are any expectations year two year three i heard people grousing at the end of the regular season and the pac-12 tournament because of the way ucla lost those final four games of their season and now tomorrow we'll watch them fight for their place in the Final Four. You don't you don't normally get a honeymoon period, right? You mentioned UCLA no. going back to Wooden. Like with this, it it was all right, Cronin. Let's see what you do. And they're in a great position. Obviously, a different year. You talk about injuries and and having the availability of your your top players not being there. It doesn't matter. You still need to win. And so you watch when when teams at any level give the proverbial uh you know show of support right the vote of confidence uh as as we call it ubiquitously throughout our sporting universe that normally there's there's the uh, the trap they're just inching towards the trap door but it it feels like you know that you back then you you got a lot of years before anybody uh-huh. expected anything all right is when when are his first recruit seniors all right give him that plus four Right, because they have to show that this works, and then you go because they didn't want to hire and fire people. They wanted continuity, and and lo and behold, a lot of those guys actually taught classes back in the day. They weren't just paid to be basketball coaches. So different world. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I I got coach for Jim. It's okay. He's, he's gonna pass me. You immediately put him on gym good. duty. How dare you? <laughs> Uh, but now, you know, look, speaking of the games tomorrow night, right? Now we have half the Final Four is all mm-hmm. set to go. We have UCLA and USC trying to pull the big upsets. And I'll tell you this. There is a much better chance. If I had to put my money on one of these teams, I would put it on UCLA over USC. I know how well USC is playing. I get it. USC is is terrific. On defense, they're terrific. They can defend anywhere. They are playing as good as anybody else in the NCAA tournament. They haven't seen a team like Gonzaga all year long. The, the more seasoned they are, the more ready they are for the moment. They play fast. They play at a high level. There's been no prep time for USC to get used to this. Gonzaga is... People are forgetting why Gonzaga was so good because, hey, USC has been so impressive. But this is a team that's on a much different level than, than USC. UCLA... 
I can see them doing it because it's all about matchups in the turn, right? We talked about it a lot with Syracuse, right, with their 2-3 zone, and I like when they play a team that hasn't seen it because they struggle with it, right? Because Syracuse, 2-3 zone, San Diego State struggled, Syracuse won, West Virginia struggled with it, Syracuse won. But then you get to the, the matchup in the Sweet 16, and Houston's defense was the better matchup than Syracuse's own. It didn't matter. And in this tournament so far, UCLA's four-guard matchup has won. And, you know, look, it's, it's going to be Michigan's front court and UCLA's backcourt. But when you do something the teams aren't used to and you got you got to chase these guys around, uh, UCLA, all you need is two guards to be hot. You don't need all four to be hot. You need two guards to be hot. And it's a game. I Clearly, I give UCLA a much better chance of beating Michigan than USC beating Gonzaga. Having your fun with guard play, no question. I, ju- I just want to – anybody know uh, if you can, if you can get out there and you feel like floating to uh, – to the greater Indiana area, buddy. Uh, you can get in to the game tomorrow for as low as $24. Oh, wow. Now, well, you're up in the 600 level, way. so, I mean, they're going to look like Ant-Man down there. <laughs> but, well, it was to go to a, a minor league game in uh, Arizona last week, and I'll tell you that much. Ooh, well, boy. you know, I'm going on Sunday night to see the White Sox <laughs> and the Angels. I paid uh, considerably more uh, for the seats therein. Uh, but the 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 USC matchup is interesting, right? Because we we followed UCLA uh, perhaps a bit more over the course of the year, right? Just the the way the the season flows. Not just because we're on AM five seventy LA Sports, the flagship uh, of Fox Sports Radio, and certainly. Uh, UCLA Bruins basketball. Um, but, you know, the Mobleys uh, have gotten some run. We're talking about length, talking about the, the you know, the, the front court being a, a big factor in this one. And, and really, Gonzaga, and, you know, when Dan Byer was in with me last week, we were kind of talking about we don't really have a villain in this tournament. Mm-hmm. Well, right. it's, it's really it's not about a villain. Gen- it's are you rooting for Gonzaga to go undefeated, yeah. or do you want to see Gonzaga lose? That that's why they're the closest. No, and, thing that, to and a that and that's kind of where we're at. But I, I would agree with you for just Michigan missing missing components, wondering when that's going to catch up with them. Right? Where's the matchup uh, that can be exploited uh, and and potentially take them down? I just like the way UCLA, UCLA has no quit. I mean, that's what we've seen time and again. And the explosion that they had in that overtime period, look, they were lucky to get there. We've talked about it. Missed offensive foul in the with 14 seconds remaining uh, on a ball that, that goes in and gives them the lead. Uh, really should have been wiped off and taken the other way. Uh, but once they got to the overtime, not calling, you know, not fouling and giving up the three-pointer to the tie it, you know, bad – Bad moves and and a, and a lot of uh, head scratching there, but then they go and score twenty three points in the overtime period, and we've seen them comfortable in that situation. So I don't think anything gets too big for them, and I think that's a decided advantage, battle tested as they get here into the elite eight. So yeah, I think uh, championship city that is Los Angeles is going to have another couple of teams uh, to well at least one more to celebrate uh, heading forward. But U U C U S C look their success. Uh, covered up a lot of other bad news uh, related to the to the uh, university over the course of the week. So uh, a, a big run for them and, and a step forward, right? Uh, and hopefully more more sales of the packages for televising uh, in London. Fox Sports Radio, the Jason Smith Show with my best friend, Mike Harmon. So nice to have that little run back to 1950. And yeah, I'll oh, tell that's you good. what. that's good. I like that. UCLA-USC would be awesome, but I, I think we really have to put your eggs in the Bruins basket here. Uh, coming up next, a bold prediction after something that was said today by an NFL head coach that really wasn't that bold, but oh, we got something bold for you. That's next right here on Fox. Be sure to catch live editions of the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon weekdays at 10 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Pacific. Juan Gabriel. Juan Selena. Selena. Celia Cruz. Azúcar. Carol G. La Bichota. Christina Aguilera. Extina. Just to name a few. We're serving the whole story. From rags to riches. And all the tea in between. I'm Liliana Vasquez. And I'm Joseph Carrillo. And we're the host of Becoming an Icon Season 2. Guess who's back in the house? And we're bringing you even more stories behind the world's biggest stars in Latin music. Certified Latin royalty. 
Consider us your star sleuths, your chisme besties, digging beneath los mejores éxitos to bring you everything you didn't know about your favorite Latin icons. Hey, you know what, my boo? You're my favorite icon. Aw, Joseph. Listen to Becoming an Icon, part of the Michael Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Nikki Glaser Podcast. Her roast of Tom Brady stole the show. Now she's talking about it on the latest episode of the Nikki Glaser Podcast. I said, tell Tom Brady that I'm the Tom Brady of roasting. Lots of people roasted the goat, but only Nikki is still being talked about. Every time I refresh my DMs, it's 14 blue check marks of people I didn't even know who knew me are writing like paragraphs to me. Hear that in all episodes of the Nikki Glaser Podcast on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Nikki Glaser Podcast to start listening. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals, Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So, listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley, and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rocked the baby to sleep and slammed up. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Fox Sports Radio, the Jason Smith Show with my best friend, Mike Harmon. Sir, I'd like to spank your bald head and lick it. Uh, coming up in 12 minutes, we're going to get back into the NCAA tournament and talk about what we saw tonight. Baylor and Houston in the final four. Will it be Gonzaga? Will it be UCLA? Will it be USC? Ooh, who's joining the final four tomorrow? We got that coming up in a bit. Uh, but, you know, here, here's the thing. You know, we've been talking a lot, you know, on and off about the NFL today and Urban Meyer saying that the Jaguars are headed towards Trevor Lawrence at number one. I mean, gee, thanks yeah. a lot. I, I appreciate that. Real, wow, you're really out on a limb right there. Hey, I'm not saying – all Urban Meyer wants to do is justify his job right now. Like he's actually got a big decision to make. You know, I'm not saying we're there yet. I'm not saying we, we have a long way to go, but uh, we may be taking – we're tough, headed man. towards Trevor Lawrence. Dude, you didn't go to Zach Wilson's pro day, man. Of course you're taking Trevor These Lawrence These are dark one. times. <laughs> It's, he just wants to make it look like I really have a lot to do when you really don't. You know, it's like the Dilbert principle. Make it seem like you're doing a lot so your boss thinks you're working hard when you're really not. Oh, I got a lot of stuff going on here. I mean, we got to figure out who we're taking number one overall. Dude, I could have figured out who we're taking number one overall. I'd be at the beach for four months. But anyway, that's just me. Um, I, I, I'll tell you what. 
they're taking Trevor Lawrence and after free agency, which they signed a whole bunch of players, even though Urban Meyer was, you know, was against free agency. Uh, I'll stand by my prediction of the Jaguars will be in the Super Bowl in the next five years. Okay, it's not just it's not just Trevor Lawrence coming in who who as long as he is is who he's supposed to be. I mean that's that's half the battle right there. But look at what they did in free agency this year, right? We talked about them having a lot of money, and they and the Jets, and not not saying because I'm a Jets fan, but they and the Jets did it smartly. You know, they had a couple of big acquisitions, and the rest are all hey, we need to fill spots because we don't have enough talent. And the defense is one of the worst defenses in the NFL last year. But what do they do? They sign Shaq Griffin. They give him a lot of money that gives them two good young cornerbacks, right? They improve their defense really well to the point where maybe the defense is average or a little bit below average. But you know what? That's a big jump when you go from one of the worst in the NFL to a little bit below average. That's a huge jump when you talk about what you're going to be doing on offense because it's Trevor Lawrence. It's Marvin Jones alongside DJ Chark and LaVisca Chanel. You got a thousand yard running back already in James. Robinson. I mean, this is a team that has offensive weapons. You're adding the quarterback. You made the defense better. You hired the head coach who's, who's who can relate to Trevor Lawrence and bring him into the NFL the right way. I mean, really, the Jaguars are going to go to a Super Bowl sometime in the next five years. Look at you. You're all just so bullish on all of this. No, I mean, it, it, they, they pushed it all around to a, a pretty good situation, I, especially the, the last point you made in finding some of the, the undrafted or lower round talent where you don't have to invest a lot of cash just yet, right? DJ Chark going into his third year, second round guy, but um, or fourth year, I should say, uh, that, but still young. Right, so you, you've still got room. Marvin Jones, I don't, I don't know what he is for a full season. Chenault Jr. showed well in spots, and then you hope Robinson stays healthy because, well, Carlos Hyde, the ubiquitous, the ever-present Carlos Hyde uh, is, is there as well. Uh, def- defensively, I, I like him. I mean, I, I, th- I thought they, they, they showed well in spots this past year just offensively trying to find their way. Uh, I just always caution folks at, at believing the hype, much like the throw-to-air scenario of, you know, your future quarterback, Mr. Wilson. Uh, the the press for, for Trevor Lawrence living up to that hype, man, let me tell you, uh, that that's a difficult proposition. Now you're in a division whereby you might be able to make some noise, right, because Indianapolis has taken some hits. Uh, I say that because, you know, Anthony Walker Jr. left the middle of that defense. Go Cats. Uh, but <laughs> you're, you're looking at Carson Wentz. Is he going to recover to what he, he was? I don't know that that's a given. Some take that as a given. Just like the Trevor Lawrence is going to be the next coming. We, we did it with Mac Jones before with, you know, the Tom Brady comparisons. Everybody else wants to put Peyton Manning on Trevor Lawrence. How many guys have we done that to? And then they stunk. Not only were they not good, but they were an absolute waste of that number one overall. And I'm not saying that that that's going to be the case. But, you know, expecting greatness right away. Look, Urban's done really well everywhere he's gone. This is a different animal. I I, I think it's it's going to be a tough road. I like the the ballsiness. I love the bravado that you have of going to a Super Bowl. Uh, I say no chance, and he's back in a – producer's chair sitting there and and listening to pitches about what to talk about for games within five years. Wow. Look at you. Look, I have to trust when basically every personnel analyst that's anybody in the game says Trevor Lawrence is a once in a 20 year prospect. I got to listen. I don't have to listen to Dave Gettleman when he tells me Saquon Barkley's the greatest because he's the only guy that was going to take a running back at number two a couple of years ago. But I got to trust that when people. Yeah, but everybody agreed on the generational talent thing. This is how good he is. I mean, I I can't. I, I can't go against everybody every, everybody that I've ever trusted saying, this guy has everything. He is like drafting Peyton Manning. I, it's hard for me to go against that. And if he's that guy, like I said, that's half the battle right there. Then it's just then it's like you, you, you drafted a guy that, well, now our defense has to be okay. He's going to make our offensive weapons better, and he's going he's gonna to turn us into a better team. I mean, are they going to be a yearly threat, or is it going to be like he's Aaron Rodgers? You know, that, that's, the, that's the kind of thing that you go back and forth don't, with Trevor Lawrence. Don't forget, you need five guys to keep him upright, and he's coming off surgery you hater you're just a you're just a trevor lawrence hater we break down the tourney coming up next fox 
MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at, at First, first listen. listen. We're older, we're wiser, and we're podcasting through a new decade of our lives. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. And getting to the heart of our stories. We're going places we've never gone before, and we're bringing you along with us. With new segments, correspondence, and a brand new sound. Season 9 is kicking off with an intimate interview with Grammy Award-winning singer-songwriter Natalia Laforcade. What's giving you hope right now? Well, when I see See what music does to people. It gives me a lot of hope. If you liked Locatora before, you're going to love Season 9. Subscribe to our show and you'll see why Locatora is your prima's favorite podcast. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie. Because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to More Than a Movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Carol G. Juan Gabriel. Christina Aguilera. What do these three have in common? You mean apart from impeccable style, chart-topping canciones, and drama? Facts, yes, all of the above are correct. But most importantly, they're some of the biggest Latin icons in the world. And they're just a few of the game-changing Latin stars we're covering in Becoming an Icon Season 2. Listen to Becoming an Icon on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.